The Standstills are here, and they have a new album out. Excuse me, a new EP out. The yes. Devil's Porch. And uh, <clears throat> before we start talking about that record, and, and as much as we've gotten to know you over the years, we've never really kind of explored the backstory. I really don't know too much about you guys and uh, Johnny and, Rem- and Renee. And, you know, you know, where was home and what kind of, you know, what was like growing up? What music were you listening to and all that stuff? And what was it like when you picked up the guitar and you started drumming? So let's start with you, Johnny. Uh, well, home for me was uh, a big family. <laughs> Three older brothers. Uh, parents were together. And uh, so for music, for me, like my mom, she... Uh, uh, both my folks actually played music. Uh, my mom was big into piano. She, Mine she, too. Yeah. She, my mom was a music teacher. She tried so hard to get me to play, and I said, no, I want to play hockey. <laughs> yeah. So she, she, to this day, she takes credit for everything I do because she, <laughs> uh, she said that she read somewhere that uh, playing piano when you're pregnant enhances the baby's uh, musical mind. And uh, so she used to play piano all the time when she was pregnant with me. And so she says I owe her everything. <laughs> all right. Was she playing? Okay. Was she playing? Uh, was she playing Jerry Lee Lewis or was she playing I, Beethoven? Meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf. I love that. That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> You're a bat out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking and playing at the same time. Meatloaf. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, you know, for... Uh, for me, like classical rock has always been uh, first. The first thing I listened to, started listening to. My dad's record collection is humongous. Yeah. So I, I, you know, when I started to get to a certain age where he would let me touch his records, <laughs> uh, I could finally put them on and start to listen to them, and that just completely opened up my world to uh, something different. That I, I, you know, it's it's quite the experience you know the first time that you hear anything or you put a pair of headphones on and listen to uh some great rock music it's uh so that was a life changer for me for sure getting into his old records did you steal any of his records no i well i had free access to them all okay. the time right and i just uh, wondered you know when you left the house eh, i'll take a <laughs> couple of these he won't mind he's got so yeah. many i couldn't i couldn't do that to him he's too he, he was like a huge beatles fan and stuff too and he saw them in like toronto he tells me all the stories about all the shows he saw and like the stones and all that stuff and uh but uh my brother's actually my brother mike picked up the guitar before i did he was older and uh he, I, I always loved the, uh, like playing with my mom's guitar when I was younger, just kind of like feeling the strings, like when I was really young and before school, I used to like love the vibration, hitting the vibe, hitting the string and just like slowly, uh, calming the vibration with your fingers and then do that again, flick it again and then calm the vibration. And I used to, uh, I used to do that a lot. And when my brother got into the guitar and like, I was just I, I was I thought it was the coolest thing ever, and then to see him progress and uh, my my folks were paying for him to get lessons. So then they told him to start to teach me. Okay, because my mom had like this uh, beater that she let me borrow, and uh, so he basically taught me like uh, everything on how to play by ear, 
and it's just you know like he taught me tab and then the main focus was just like just play by ear you can play anything just all you need to do is hear it and then play it know where to find the notes when you hear it have you ever had a lesson a formal lesson i had two formal lessons and uh the look on your face is great right now (laughs) he gave me uh crossroads solo remember that the steve vai crossroads movie uh like the karate kid yeah, yeah, he gave yeah. me like the the uh, all the notes and stuff to the but I like I didn't know how to read notes and I I know very little theory I I don't ever use it it's always feel and like you know that sort of stuff uh, but yeah two lessons the guy was amazing I just uh, I just never I I always like to progress on my own I guess like you know he wanted me to get more into theory and I think he was trying to push me into country yeah I was gonna say maybe (laughs) maybe you should mention the advice he left you on he said if you you ever want to make money in this business did you hit him (laughs) (laughs) what country (laughs) yeah yeah I I was just like uh what is this uh (laughs) wow who are you working for (laughs) Renee how's about you drums all 80s my dad all 80s Oh yeah, Judas Priest, like you name it. <laughs> Actually, he loved Floyd too, and I my bedroom was right beside where he listened to music, and he's actually deaf in one ear, so yeah. he listened to everything in mono. But that's what I was used to: music all the time, yeah, all the time. And then my mom, she was more uh, radio; she was all about radio. Yeah, everything she knew came from radio. So um, she took me to a lot of concerts growing up. Okay, I was constantly surrounded by that sort of thing neither of them played um there's no music musicians in my family and uh i think i got into it uh or really early because i had a music teacher that um really took the time with her students i think this was like grade grade five kind of at that point in school where you get past recorder yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah. you know that moment oh sure (laughs) you finally get to put that annoying thing down And um, she put every student through every instrument. Like everyone got to blow on the tuba and everyone got to hit a key on a piano and same with drums. She taught everyone how to play a basic beat on the drum kit. And I think uh, that's where it all started. I was going to say, how does does anybody start on the drums? It's like like the goalie on the hockey team. When, when I say that, I say it with a deep respect because guess who the most important player is in a hockey team? Yeah. It's the goalie. And, and you got to want to be a drummer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It requires it requires a, a talent and a perspective that I don't think a lot of people have on music because, you know, drummers don't play melody. They don't play the sweet spot of music. They are essentially the backbone of all the music that we listen to. And it's sometimes not the most attractive place to go to. You know, gu- guitars and pianos, you know, are the obvious places that most musicians start with. You know what I mean? Yeah, it certainly wasn't popular. I got made fun of a lot for it. Is that right? Yeah, like I, I was so shy about it because of how unpopular it was. It was it was pretty bad. Like my dad would come downstairs and I had my drum kit facing the wall. I didn't want anyone to see me. Wow. Like I would practice facing a wall. And And the funny thing is, is that your current style is anything but shy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, is that is that part of what it? You know, you're you're a two piece. Is that 
Is that what you have to be? Is that what you have to do when you're a two-piece? Is you have to maybe be a little bit more physical with your music than you would if you're sitting there in a quartet or any other arrangement? I, I think it's all by feel. I mean, I, I play what I feel. Mm-hmm. I guess it's never been like, yep. um, we're two people, we have to do this, it must look like this kind of thing. It was just yeah. any anything you see coming from me is very genuine sure. to how I feel. Yeah. I think, you know, like, depending on the the mood of the song, too, like, keeping your composure uh, is a lot, like, sometimes that's what you want to do. Like, you don't want to oversell or, like, do too much physically. But I think uh, mostly all the physical stuff on stage just comes from the enjoyment of actually just being up there and loving it, like, loving to play the music that we play and and loving to be able to be on stage and perform in front of people. When you play live, I notice it. There comes this point in time you get lost in the moment. Does that happen to you every night? Absolutely. You get it, you just It happens five seconds into the first song. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It did it took it took a while to get to that point though. I mean, uh when we first started out and like you gotta get over all the the uh, development nerves, you uh-huh. know, getting up on stage. And I know for me, like, uh, I always played guitar, so it was really hard for me to t- to transition from guitar player to front man singer guitar player. Yeah. And that was something very different to me, and I was very self-conscious about it. And uh, so it took a little while to get to the moment, like, get into that comfort zone. But now it's... It's there right away. Mm-hmm. Five seconds into a show, you're flying already. Yeah. Your first re- <laughs> your first release is what, 2009? Is that right? That's right. Mm-hmm. How long have you been playing together? Going on about eight years. Almost now. eight years. Yeah. Now, it sounds like a corny question. I think you already kind of answered it, but how do you think it, you know, looking back on that, how different is it now than it was back then? Oh, so different. Humongous. Like, completely different band. What was the music that you were playing back then? It was. What was? How would you describe it? I think you know more like John Spencer Blues Explosion. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> like wow. it was pretty. It was pretty gritty. Uh, I I was playing a acoustic through a Marshall stack, and uh, like so the the tone everything was so grunged out and like uh, really really dirty blues, but Mostly like kind of like yeah, like and a little less, uh, more kind of like real fast riffing type of like energy up, 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 and now like we, you know like the ma- the maturity of the stuff that we do now, knowing how to fit a certain groove and like how to work with a bunch of different tempos and all that sort of thing, different feels. Like I think back then um, uh, when we first started, it was more just uh, like kind of like a one trick thing like this song a lot of the songs sounded similar okay (laughs) and uh but i i think that mostly it was because i was doing kind of a solo acoustic blues thing at the time and i was playing a lot of that stuff and then renee kind of came into the mix and then uh i mean the longer you're with somebody you start to progress within uh, closer to what they're into as well as opposed to you know from when we started it was kind of taking what I've been doing and now it's like the perfect mix of what she's into and what I did and that sort of thing I've never asked this question of a two piece is there 
any so what I'm looking for is there uh, does being a two piece restrict you in what you can do yeah absolutely <laughs> there is there is uh, the restriction comes into at least you know coming from uh, perspective of playing in four or five piece bands before yeah going into a duo there's a uh, musical restriction uh s- filling the space that sort of restriction there's all sorts of things that uh that come into play when you're a duo because uh it's a different beast altogether you know like it's like you, you don't want to our plan is never to come off like uh right away like oh this is a duo i can tell this is a duo mm-hmm it's more like this song should come first and it's like then you find it after it's like wow that's a duo that did that and that's always the intention like to the focus is the song so there's a lot of things that come into play restriction even you know with some of the gear well live for sure i mean a front man who's just singing has all the movement in the world but johnny can never be more than five feet from the pedal board (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so there's there's i mean but then you know the music lends itself to a certain persona or a certain uh stage presence to like uh it's you can't just there's there's a lot of things you can do when there's a, more people on stage and playing a bunch of different parts. Uh, however, <clears throat> we think that, you know, as being a duo, there's less can be more as well. You know, like uh, <clears throat> with the with the gear, I know for for guitar, sometimes it's it's tricky to find certain notes that work well when you're working with octave pedals and stuff. It can get a little bit too fuzzy and like it's the intonation on certain notes so uh that makes a difference but um when we hit certain grooves and it's just the two of us and it's going really well it can sound really really big because there's not all these other instruments that need to find a place within that whole sound spectrum like it's just like the guitar sounds massive the drums sound massive the vocal sits there perfectly so there's uh there's definitely points where less can be more for sure. I like that. I like that for us. Less <laughs> can be more sometimes. And I think to be fair, I think, you know, just because it's two pieces doesn't mean it's less as well too. Yeah. I like that idea that you find your groove and you find your sound into itself. And I don't think anybody really cares in the end. It's just like what yeah. they feel, what they hear is really more, most important rather than a, a traditional configuration of, you know, quartet, trio what quintet whatever you want to do you know yeah let's talk about the new record the devil's porch <laughs> five songs um more is less is that how you feel when you listen to it <laughs> compared to let's say the overdrive of the of the john spencer blues experience of the early standstills yeah uh it was for us it's definitely uh uh a release that shows uh more our maturity now as as artists and musicians and uh and understanding um a lot of the elements that make great music uh you know before the john spencer stuff it was like there was a certain excitement about all this stuff we were doing at the time and it was different and whatever but i think this this uh particular release 
there's elements that we learned out on the road in front of people seeing the way certain grooves hit people and seeing how we are being perceived on stage and all that sort of thing all of that stuff kind of came into this uh release and uh and the way the songs were crafted and and even all the stuff we learned about recording and and before um and uh really trying to hone in on the feel of it uh but yeah, I I feel that this is, you know, like less is absolutely more like it's almost, you know, before that when you first kind of start out, I don't know if it maybe it's just uh well actually you know, I've talked to other bands. You get they, there's kind of this whole thing about like look what I can do, you know, like and then trying to like do so much to impress. And uh <clears throat> we're beyond we've got we've grown beyond that like it's not about the impressing impressing a bunch of people or or showing your what you how fast you can do whatever like your skills <clears throat> but more about like how how the song feels and is this a good song like let's look and feel this you know like can this be enjoyed by people that are not musicians and it's like no just they just want to feel something good and uh and we we've grown into that a lot more that it's you know before it's playing the john spencer stuff as musicians like you look at the guy play and it's like wow this guy's crazy like yeah that's very impressive but um you know, I, sh- I show some of that stuff to some people that aren't musicians and they're like, oh, I, yeah, I kind of like this stuff a little bit more, which is then you find out it's the stuff that's a little more digestible. <laughs> sure. You know, they don't have to get too brain heavy. It's all about <laughs> almost finding that sweet spot, right? Trying yeah. to find that balance of, you know, <laughs> musical integrity and and yet we all understand what it's like to put on a flamboyant rock show and all that. Oh so. yeah. I mean like you still have to have all the bells and whistles to yeah. get- <laughs> and cowbells as well too. Yeah. Damn yeah. that cowbell Renee. <laughs> my God. That's the loudest cowbell ever. I think, you know, when I do my next cowbell weekend, that's leading and closing the show off. <laughs> uh, what are you most proud about the devil's porch? Um, completing it. <laughs> it took a long time to complete it. We spent a lot of time on it. Um, I think the team we put together with it, uh, I was really happy with. We had a great producer. We had some amazing musicians come in. And um, just watching them play over top of our song and like immediately grasping what we were doing was such a cool feeling. Yeah. uh, You have two guests on the record. You have Anthony from the Arkells playing keyboards and Paul Reddick on harmonica. That's right. And that was the thrill. Watching that, that oh, was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it was something we wanted to try different too. You know, like uh, it was the producer's idea. Like, let's try to get a couple guys in here that he knew, and it's like these guys are great players. Let's see their take on it and kind of add a little texture here and there, which is always cool on uh, on albums we listen to. You know, like any of the Zeppelin stuff. There's always these crazy textures things that are happening, right? And. Uh, yeah those guys were just uh were amazing to to just like the way they they had their own take on the song and then when you sit back and you listen to it and it's like wow this adds like a different element to it for sure like how they perceive it 
because <clears throat> we get so close to the music. I was going to say, yeah. what's it like letting other people into your music? Because you, I'm sure you spend a lot of time kind of honing these songs down to a certain point, and then this other guy comes in and he wants to mess around with what we already think is a great song, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think it came down to their, our, our trust in the, the producer that we chose. Um, James is uh, an absolutely phenomenal musician and, uh, and he has a really good perspective, a really different perspective on a lot of stuff that that uh, really kind of opened up our our minds to certain things and for him to you know make certain suggestions uh we were always really excited about the outcome you know so he, he when he suggested to have some people in it's like let's try it and it's always like let's try it okay and then you know whether it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't sort of thing but i think it's important to always step step outside of your comfort zone because you can always learn more from other other guys you know like paul reddick he's a phenomenal harmonica player that's been playing for a little while you know and tony he's just like a some young punk who just <laughs> who just rips the keyboard <laughs> no he's amazing tony's amazing but um so listen, you're about to head out in the road. Uh, concerts, I guess, all this fall. Uh, check our website, hitsfm.com, for a list of those. And, of course, all your social pages, Facebook, and your website as well, too. What are you looking most forward to when you hit the road? If, plan. Yeah, plan, like you know? the, <laughs> we, we go through, like, uh, stage anxiety. Yeah, withdrawal. Yeah. It's like, right? gonna, oh, we, yeah, big time. Yeah, like, it's... We we have so much fun on stage. Like we love getting up there and doing what we do so much that when we're not doing it, we think about it all the time. So it's like we just can't wait to get back up there and do what we do. So this is not stage fright. This is just like you're anxious. Yeah, yeah right? it's that's how it it is now. Like I mean, stage fright years and years ago, and then it's like when you start to. Uh, when it when it starts to get to a certain point where that's just is gone it's just pure excitement you know yeah stage anxiety yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst we'd yeah. come out like first song and you'd feel like you're playing it at a normal tempo yeah <laughs> but you're actually playing it three times faster oh well, yeah that's that's more the stage fright <laughs> wow. luckily that was that's years and years behind us <laughs> thank god that was recorded though or we never would have known oh somebody yeah. recorded it yeah at a college very first show maybe one of them it's funny i we mentioned the arcals i have a a bootleg of one of their earlier shows and then went and saw them a year later and compared the two and it's amazing it's obvious i'm not saying anything new how much a band progresses how sloppy they were at one particular point in time and yet still so much fun to watch and yet as the more gigs you do the tighter the band gets the better Mm -hmm. you get you know what i mean and i don't think fear or anxiety was their situation i think it was just a matter of just hey we're just better players you know yeah just getting comfortable yeah it's the comp the confidence too like when um 
you you learn so much it, you know working with different producers and stuff and then you you start to get all this feedback from people that you respect too and then it's like all oh, these people like they're they're giving you good feedback you get more confident about that sort of stuff you win win a rock search competition you get <laughs> confident that you do something good and and now your record's distributed by E1 Canada which is a big ass record company which has got to be good for you so your record is available a little bit more around the Absolutely. publicity machine is behind you a little bit and Absolutely. It's good. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird seeing your record at HMV. Like you grow up like being the kid going to HMV and picking up your records there, so it's a pretty cool feeling. And there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Devil Porch. It Devil's Porch is out right now. The standstills. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for Thanks. having us.